Hi everybody, it's Naomi. I am here today with Ralph. Um, oh, I didn't even ask you, are we using your real name? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so we're here with Ralph. Some of you may know him. Um, if you went to Readley High, if you lived in Readley, you may know him. Um, probably tag you in this episode, so. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Ralph was very generous with his time and his interest in wanting to do a podcast. And we kind of hit back and forth, like, what, all weekend? Yeah. Kind of what we're going to be talking about. Um, so, kind of on the way over here, oh, we're, we're at a park right now. Um, but on the way here, we kind of, I guess, indirectly agreed that the topic is going to be pretty much how Ralph was able to pretty much pick himself back up after he had a fall. Um, pretty much in life right um so with that being said let's hear about your fall okay well which fall i let's mean start. <laughs> okay um, I've, I've fallen several times and i so the fall of life the fall of life let's start with right into adulthood i guess so right after high school where where did you what was your adventure okay well I joined the military when I was 17, uh, went to boot camp, came, uh, finished boot camp, came home, went to, uh, finished my senior year in high school, and then when I got out of uh, high school, I, when I graduated, I went to AIT, and uh, which means, which stands for Advanced Individual Training, and I learned all about my, my new job. Uh, I was an avionics communication repair. I fixed radios on, on the helicopters, but I, I didn't just limit myself to radios. I, mm-hmm. I've done night vision goggles. I've done a lot of stuff. So like a lot of tech stuff. Right. Like, oh, okay. Um, everything went. Everything was going very well. Uh, like I said, I'm trying to think. Like. How long were you in, in the eight, military? Eight years. Eight years. Eight wow. Years. Wow. I guess my first fall, and I'm still kind of recovering from it, mm-hmm. I would have to say is when I was kicked out of the, uh, kicked out of the military. So do you want to go into a little bit more of that? You, um, so what got you kicked out? Back in 2009, I went on a deployment to Kuwait. And uh, while I was there, unbeknownst to me, I had picked up some kind of, I had picked up a bug called H. pylori. Oh, wow. And when I was getting ready to go to my second, on my second tour, I believe I was going to Iraq, um, I had to go through a what, what do they call it? Uh, like screening? Yeah, or? it's a screening. It's a screening. To get, make sure that I'm capable of doing my job while I'm there. Oh, okay. And uh, they, I, went, I had to do a medical screening, and that's when they found that I had H. pylori. Uh, I, knew there was all, I knew there was something wrong, mm-hmm. because no matter what I ate, no matter how big of a meal or how small of a meal, how fatty or lean, it didn't matter what I ate, uh-huh. 
I would throw it up almost immediately. Wow. I lost I lost like 30 pounds in like three months. Oh my goodness. So th- th- I told the doctors about that and they found the H. pylori and they, they deemed me unfit, unfit to deploy. So I had to stay at Fort Hood, Texas for a whole year to get better, to get rid of the ulcers and everything that the H. pylori had given me. And, uh... Sorry, there's a pair of ducks walking by right now. They're just looking at us, really judgmental. <laughs> this one looks like he wants to join us. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> and... The entire time I was there, I, they had me on a very strict diet. Uh, I couldn't drink any alcohol. I couldn't eat any spicy foods. And when the doctor told me that I wasn't able to eat any spicy food, my re- my reply was, I'm Mexican. <laughs> How do you expect me to stay away from <laughs> me- spice, spicy yeah, food? Yeah, any flavor. <laughs> so, yeah, everything, wow. everything had to be com- very bland. No Man, seasonings, nothing. Tough. That is so tough. So, my most of my meals consisted of. Uh, oh my God! They're gonna attack me! <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here! Throw <laughs> something! Oh my God! Ah, my lighter! <laughs> No, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> so these um, beautiful ducks are back. <laughs> and they, they look really good. No, 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 no. <laughs> They're trying to take stuff. They're kind of bullies. Ah, I think there's one about ah. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I think we're about to be chased by ducks. <laughs> So this was Ralph's idea to come here. You distract them and I'll grab your stuff. <laughs> oh my god, he's coming after me! <laughs> I got it, I got it. <laughs> not sure if I want to edit this out or not. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, take your bench. Take your bench. Have your bench. <laughs> well, that was an adventure. Let's see. So we're still recording. Okay. Um, sorry about that, y'all. <laughs> we're, what is, explain what happened right now. We, we were just, just punked. <laughs> yeah, we just got punked for our bench <laughs> by two ducks. Uh, oh, that's, but they were very, they, they were very big ducks. They're very big. And then the third one came out yeah, of nowhere. Almo- they were almost swans. <laughs> just about, just about. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm out of breath. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, it's dry. Ugh. Okay. All right. I think we're good. I think we got a good two, three minutes before they follow us. <laughs> okay. I'm so out of breath. That's not cool. Duck season. <laughs> Wabbit season. Duck season. <laughs> okay. Take two. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, okay, let's kind of pick up where... You're saying, yeah, everything I had to eat was very bland. It was on yes. a very strict diet. Well, it took a whole year for my ulcers to go to uh, for me Kill. to get, for me to get real, rid of my ulcers, which I had 
five bleeding ulcers, and three regular ulcers. <sighs> These ducks are literally following us. <laughs> oh, this one looks like a biter. He was someone's. Yeah. Look at, look. Okay, I'm. Nope, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Bear with us. God damn it. <laughs> It's coming faster. He's <laughs> <laughs> running. <laughs> don't run. <laughs> I'm gonna say, don't run. I'm the one running. <laughs> so you guys are going on a very adventurous podcast with the with us right now. I don't think they want anybody right here. Let's see. So, so yeah, so this is, uh, it's almost too funny to edit out, like, <laughs> they just circled this back around. Did they stop? I think they stopped. Let's go to that bench. I blame everybody who comes to this park for feeding them. Yes, they don't make, they're not scared no more of humans. <laughs> if anything, they're trying to shake us down for snacks. Right? <laughs> I should really stop looking back. Here's some shade. And we're right back up to all the noise I was trying to avoid. Let's sit right here. Wow. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <clears throat> I need some water, but continue. <laughs> okay. Uh, who was that? Bland food. Bland food, that's right. Okay. Like I said, I had uh, took a year for the ulcers to heal and everything. The entire oh, the other thing, the entire time, that whole year that I was there, I wasn't allowed to do any PT, uh -huh. any exercise at all, because it would aggravate the ulcers and make it worse. Oh. So I kind of got a little bit out of shape. Okay. Well, once I got, once I healed, they sent me back home, back to Fresno, and. I had drill the next that that upcoming win, uh, weekend. Mm -hmm. And drill is where drill is when national guardmen go to uh, go to their home base and work for a weekend, and then they go home. Okay. It only happens on the first weekend of every month. Okay, got it. Well, it just so happened that that weekend it was the PT test. Oh. And. Because I haven't exercised in a year, yeah. I told them, you know, I'm not ready for this PT test. I'm just getting over uh, an illness, and I'm not gonna. I, I can't take it. Mm -hmm. And they said, Do you have a profile? A profile is basically a doctor's note saying, yeah. This is what this is what you can do. This yeah. is what you can't do. And uh, I told them, Not a valid one anymore. It's not valid anymore. And they said, well, then you're doing the PT test. Oh, wow. Like I said, I knew I wasn't going to pass it, mm -hmm. and I didn't. Mm -hmm. I failed the run by four, by four seconds. Wow. Passed everything else, I just failed the run by four seconds. And because of that, they kicked me out. So was, what, what is it called when they let you go? Uh, I get discharged. Okay, there you go. Was it honorable? Or it was. It was on. It was other than honorable. Okay. Because they couldn't give me an honorable because I didn't because I couldn't pass my so PT test. So there's differences. Okay. Right. There's. Okay. I think if I'm not mistaken, there's three of them. There's honorable. Uh -huh. Other than honorable. 
and dishonorable. Okay, but it wasn't a dishonorable. It was not a dishonorable. Okay. Wow. Um, for the people that know me in in Readly and stuff like that, and anyone who's, who's known me knows that my life career was supposed to be military. Yes. I, I recall, because that's how we met, actually, in high school. And I'm going to kind of take us back, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know, you know, Ralph and I go back to high school. We go back to, you know, being youth together. We were in the ROTC at Reedley High. And, like, yes, I, 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 I can confirm that you were all about, you were just all about what we did in class and trying to learn, you know, everything you could from chief and master chief and you know it was just it was our world like that's what we did we had that love for ROTC because we did have that dream of going into the military which you were able to pursue right right after um so that that's pretty cool that that happened for you right after but you know all this came down to it well but um so, and, and kind of tying into, you know, going back in the day and people remembering who you were and for the people who you kept contact with after, kind of saw, saw that, that um, decline. Mm-hmm. And so, I think right now would be if you wanted, like, kind of a good time to set the record straight for people who heard all the hearsay because, you know, there was a lot of chatter going around about you, like... You know all the crazy stuff that nobody knew what happened to you everybody just knew where they saw you and right. i'm not going to get into into the detail because i'll let you do that at your own pace well I, to, to be honest i don't know what people were saying about me because i never really cared yeah, yeah so i mean if people were having if there were crazy stories out there i don't know some of them could be true because i've done some crazy shit. <laughs> i mean people from high school yeah. know me they yeah. they know i'm not i'm not shy to Embarrassing myself if I oh, if, God. if I have to. <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to limit the stories you tell. <laughs> just just the ones that involve me too. <laughs> but no, like it, a lot of it was just like, you know, oh, do you know that you know Ralph's not in the in the army no more, or you know, just all that side uh-huh. stuff of oh, I seen him here and I seen him here, and oh, be careful because this, this, and this, and. I don't know. To me, that was like, okay, yeah, fair warning. But it was just like, but where's Ralph now? Like, you know, when we first reconnected after mm-hmm. all these years, like, you immediately, like, you were still Ralph to me. Yeah. And it was like, everything that you went through in your past and, you know, all the super struggle that you had to challenge yourself to get out of, you know, I respect you so much for that. Mm-hmm. Because you were able to tell me not that it was even my business but the fact that you opened up and you told me what happened and you know i didn't have no judgment against you i hope you don't ever think i judged no i didn't Um, but it was just for me it's just awesome seeing you knowing what i know and knowing what you went through and you know all the shit that you had to go through and seeing where you're at right now like i'm very proud of you well thank you um i don't know if you want to kind of lay it out there for people who don't know and kind of have that he said she said you know getting your story right because our stories are 
what defines us. Exactly. And it's not it's not to say, you know, people, oh, who cares what other people say? Yeah, who cares what they say? But, you know, if we're ever giving that platform, given that platform to kind of speak on it, like, I would. Mm-hmm. I would totally do it. I, I, that's the whole point of me creating this podcast was for me to just be able to mentally purge my mind and my heart and just, you know, it's helped me have better days after I have a podcast. And right. Even the ones that I haven't posted yet, like just the fact that I'm able to get it out and I hear and I listen, I play back and it's just like, oh wow, I went through that. I remember mm-hmm. that, you know, kind of like, oh, okay, so let's, let's go there, you know, and, and it makes for an interesting reflection actually. It does. Um, but do you want to go into that well, a little bit more about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to cover all that. Uh but like I said I don't know what the rumors were about me. So I I don't, I can't Do you I want can't me to tell you? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Yeah, so, I'm more than happy to hear them. I can tell you which was their real and which was their art. So I remember hearing back, gosh, I remember what year it is, but I only had one kid at the time, so it was uh-huh. <laughs> it was between like we were probably fresh out of high school was one was you left because you got somebody pregnant and then when you're gone in the military when you had got back that you got kicked out for drugs um and then when you're on the street one was you're homeless and fighting fighting people and stealing and like doing the whole drug life mm-hmm. like um like the whole meth and yeah, all that right. stuff and just stealing from friends and family and always only contacting people for family and so that was a lot of like people trying to pass out red flags you know when people started finding out that I was talking to you again I even got some warning and um, it was like hey be careful you know like okay like to me because you and I had already had that that talk and and the what is it I guess that reconnection Uh period so I had already had counted you like I, I figured I figured you out already I'm like right. this is just Ralph like with life attached to him now mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was just people who didn't know people who knew you during that time of you know your struggle and then kind of I guess didn't know anymore after that so I get where they were coming from because that's the part they remember because right. that's the part they allowed themselves to stay at right you know but Oh, I'm not about to do these ducks again. <laughs> I'm not about to do these ducks. Go away. <laughs> it's a lot smaller, I, I, though. It's like a normal-sized duck. It's like a football. We can, we can punt. No, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. No ducks were harmed during this recording. <laughs> okay, well, sir. <laughs> to, uh, to, get hit, to hit that first rumor, Yeah. I left. Okay, a, a lot of people, I guess a lot of people don't know this. When I left, when I left high school, or when I left Reedley High, uh-huh. I left for one reason. Not because I got someone pregnant, mm-hmm. but I can understand why people would think that. But what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, <laughs> I had a new girlfriend every every two weeks. <laughs> I had a new girlfriend every two weeks. I was, you know, I was sexually active. I, I, I can understand how that rumor could get started. Yeah. Okay. But. uh I left for one reason. My mother and I, my mother and my brothers, had moved into Clovis, 
and my mom was taking me every morning from Clovis to Reedley early in the morning because she had to be at work in Fresno by 6.30. Oh, wow. So, she, so we would get up early, drive down to uh, Reedley. My mom would drop me off at Robert's house, and then she would go to Fresno to go to work. I said, that's, that's crazy. You, she, I told her, you can't be doing this. You go broke. I mean, the gas is expensive. Yeah. And I'm tired of waking up this so fucking early. <laughs> yeah. And so I took it upon myself to transfer from Reedley to uh, Clovis East and to finish to finish off my school year. Mm-hmm. It's I, I really didn't want to do it, but I knew it was the right thing to do for my mom. And it actually worked out perfectly because at Reedley, we needed what, something like 350 credits? Yeah. Something like that to graduate. Yeah. I was I was not on track to graduate. I was doing yeah. uh, adult school and regular, regular school. Regular school, yeah. I think a lot of us were doing And uh, so I was not on track to, to graduate. Graduate on time. When I transferred to Clovis East, which required something like 450 credits, they saw that I wasn't even on track to graduate there, so they lowered their credit uh, expectations. expectations for me, and which let let me graduate on time. And I was only missing like two classes that were required to graduate from Clovis East. Oh wow! <laughs> you can edit that, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'm gonna edit any of this because it's just so this? fun. <laughs> Hello. Okay, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> ah, get away, duck! There's so many ducks. Oh, but these ones are scared. Okay, there we go. Go, <laughs> go away! Okay. <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, so that's that's why I transferred. Oh, okay. It was, that, that makes sense. It now, was to like, help my and, mom out. Okay. And uh, then... And then, uh, what was the other one? Oh, the, the whole military thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, Yes. Yeah. I got kicked out of the military. No, you were I went, other, uh, what, other honorable discharge. I was other than honorable. Other than honorable. There you go. I, um, I was not kicked out for so drugs. So released. <laughs> I was not kicked out for drugs. For the for the people who know, or who for the people who don't know, Yeah. I have had a drug problem since I was 14 years old. Yeah. Um. Uh, but when I joined the military, I was so busy with work and everything else that I was able to stop. And I stopped for eight years, the entire time I was out in the military. Mm-hmm. I did not smoke any weed, I did not smoke any meth, I did not uh, do any drugs, I was, I was clean. Because uh, I, was, I was doing my, my life, so, uh, my okay. life career. So I wanna, I wanna kinda pick out right there. So. Around what age did you start math? 14. At 14 years old. So, okay. Well, that's new to me. Like, so throughout school, you would yeah. use two? Yeah. Okay. Wow. That kind of explains and, a lot. A lot of people, <laughs> a, a lot of people don't, don't know it. Cause I, I mean, I would, I like to think that it didn't affect my personality or anything, yeah. but, uh, no, yeah. From, from the age of 14, I started using meth 
at the age of 12 I was using weed um, but uh, it was like I said it was just something recreational it wasn't something, something that I needed to have mm-hmm. it didn't turn into that till after I got out of the military mm-hmm. but uh, yeah I, I, I got discharged because I wasn't able to finish my PT test mm-hmm. and, uh, and that was a, a disqualification by four seconds right Wow, that's tough. Yeah. They they said that I can... One one of my uh, sergeants said I can retake the test mm-hmm. in, uh, in three weeks to give me time to get back into yeah. shape. And I took I took the test and I passed it. Uh-huh. But they... But uh, the off, uh, officer above him said it was too late. And then, so from after that military time, I went what in, did you do? I went into a very, very deep depression. Okay. I mean, I just lost my career. Yeah. I lost the dream uh, career. my dream career, you know, and and I went into the military for all the right reasons. Yeah. I mean, there's when I enlisted, mm-hmm. they gave me two options for jobs. One job, I don't remember what it was. But it came, but that job came with a thirty thousand dollar bonus, signing bonus. Or I can get the job that I wanted with electronics and get no signing bonus. Mm -hmm. I went for the one without the signing bonus because I wanted a job that I was gonna be happy to wake up to. You wanted, you actually wanted. Right. Yeah. And that, that to me that meant more. That meant more to me than than thirty thousand dollars would have, because mm-hmm. I can blow thirty thousand dollars no problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I went into a very very bad depression, and this brings me to my second fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, once, and when I was in this depression, things went in my family got really bad. But by this time, I was already married. I had been married for something like three years, mm-hmm. and I've I've had and at that by that time I had. No, we're I, talking I think, like real legal married, right? Re, right, okay. real legal. We went down to the courthouse and got married. Okay. Uh, and by that time I had, I think, if I'm not mistaken, three kids already. Mm-hmm. By the time I got kicked out of the military. And my family life just went to shit. Uh, I, I became, I started becoming abusive physically and emotionally to my, to my ex-wife, who is now my ex-wife. Uh, I wasn't... I was uh, I was a little excessive with uh, punishing my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not gonna say I went and beat the hell yeah. out of them, but the the, sometimes. sometimes I gotten over the top and and just, I just made everyone's life miserable because mm-hmm. I was miserable and I just it was just projecting out right. Yeah. Um, And then when shit got real rough and real hard, instead of doing the right thing, 
and sticking with it, I ended up leaving my whole family for some woman. Mm-hmm. And this all ha- this all happened with it, with uh, a year, year and a half, Le- uh, no, year and a quarter. All this has happened by when I left my, ki- with my left my family and my kids and everybody. Uh, it, from the time I got out of the military to the time I left was about a year, mm-hmm. or a little over a year. Wow. And uh, like I said, I left with some I left with some woman, and. She treated me like shit, uh, but I allowed it. Mm-hmm. For, for the most part, I allowed it. Uh, she was very manipulative, mm-hmm. very uh, just very cruel. Just a very cruel woman. Uh, and when I got out of the military, I started using again. Oh, wow. Okay. I, uh... Like, immediately? Not, just when... within, within a month or so. Within a month or so, I started using again. Mm-hmm. And to make things worse, I dragged my wife down with me. Mm-hmm. She started using with me. And it just got... It just spiraled out, out of control. Um... What's it called? Uh, let's see here. So what happened? And the the drugs picked away at a scab mentally mm-hmm. uh, that I didn't even that I didn't realize I had. I've been diagnosed with paranoid uh, paranoid uh, paranoid schizophrenic affective, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means that. I see things that aren't there, mm-hmm. and the stuff that I see is directed towards me. And to, to throw a little bit of salt on the wound, depression. Yeah, all of that depression. Um, but at this time, I didn't know I had. I didn't mm-hmm. know that was going That's on. Totally but it, it, but the meth picked at that scab, and. Uh, the woman that I left with must have noticed it because she would play game, mind mind tricks on me and stuff like that. Like she would hide around a corner and talk. That way I can hear her, mm-hmm. but I couldn't see her. Mm-hmm. And or uh, take stuff that my, that's mine and try to make me believe I never even had it. Wow. Or. Uh, Or tell me, tell me that she says something, and when she never really said it. So just kind of being that provoker to right. your mental illness, right? And just trying to pull out the worst of you, right? Wow, that is cruel. That is really cruel. And uh, it's just it got it got really bad, really really bad. And this is all this entire time I'm, I'm I was homeless for almost two years. Um, 
so right there real quick for you describe homeless because i know so for a lot of us who have been homeless homeless means just kind of not having your own place but still having family to live with and you know or friends and while you're looking for somewhere to to, to live and be stable on your own again what was your homeless experience like my homeless experience was rough was uh, it the actual like, it's sleeping outside behind trash cans so you had no family that i had family that, that that could take me in but I'm a very proud guy, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people tell me there's a, there's a time and a place for your pride. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't yeah. have been one of the times to take your, that pride. Uh, to, for your pride to win. True, I understand that, but at the same time, I've, I have a family. I have kids. I wanted to be the man that I can't... That, the best man that I can with what I had. Mm-hmm. And because I threw everything else away, I didn't have much. Yeah. And I felt like I kind of deserved it. Um, but yeah, I, I mostly stayed on Blackstone between Shaw and Herndon. Um, that's, ma- that's mainly where I stayed. Uh, and getting to that third rumor, when I was homeless, I stole from, I stole from family. I stole from friends. Uh, I lied. I cheated. I stole. Uh, I was I was doing drugs. Uh, I I I don't know what I was. I mean. I, I mean, there would be nights when there would be sometimes weeks that I wouldn't sleep, and that that I don't know for, for those who don't know what sleep deprivation can do to a person. Oh yeah. It can really alter their 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 brain. State of mind. Um. So it was. I the way I looked at it at the whole uh, homeless thing. I looked at it as a deployment. That's how you got through it? That's how I got through it. Wow. I never thought of that. I've never... I thought of it as a, as a deployment. So um, in your head, you're on an adventure. You're trying to survive. Kind of, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and you guys, I just kind of want you to visualize what he's talking about. Like I, I gave a rundown of what like the homeless I've experienced and like I said it's living with other people Ralph experienced the homelessness like what we see on the street we see you know a person who hasn't showered a person who probably hasn't eaten the people the tip you know the cliche way of thinking right. of what a homeless person is digging through trash you know sleeping on eating cardboard out of the trash. and you know that's the experience that Ralph is talking about that's what Ralph lived through um, so I just want to kind of elaborate more on that just to give you that credit like that's what you overcame that's you know that was your one of your lowest falls you i remember you kind of saying um only only to see how much right now the man sitting next to me where you're at now um it's truly amazing yeah but 
I mean, I'm, I, I'm kind of like a toddler, if you really think about it. I mean, because elaborate, I, I, please. I, I'll fall, I'll get up, I'll stumble. I'll stumble. Okay, the walking phases right. of a toddler. Okay, right. got it. <laughs> I'll fall, I'll, I'll get up, I'll stumble, yeah. trying to get, get my footing, and then I'll just fall again. But um, you never stop trying to get back. But I don't try st- getting, I do not try, I do not stop trying to get up. Yeah. Um, and right now, I'm doing very well. Uh, I mean, I I think I'm doing very well. I, I have mm-hmm. my kids back after a 18-month uh, removal. removal for... Uh, Domestic violence and drug drug abuse. Um, I I'm doing very well now. Mm-hmm. I got my kids back. They're they're all living with me. I live in a four bedroom apartment. Nice. Uh, with with Section Eight. Uh, I'm getting I have I'm getting food stamps and cash aid. So you're using all the resources that are here to help pick you back up on right. your feet. And the fact that you have gotten so much help now, you know. It's awesome, and that you're utilizing it for the right reasons in the right way. It's for your kids. You, I, I know how. Well, because we reconnected right before you got your kids right. back, and I saw just that determination in you trying to finish your classes, and and you know I got to do this, I got to do this, and, and I know a lot of good dads, and I'm I'm just saying specifically good dads. Um, yes, there are a lot of good moms too, but. When I watched you in motion doing everything you needed to do to get your kids back, like it was just top notch. It was just like that was your main focus. And I saw the dedication in your eyes and just, you know, when I told you, reach out if you need something. If I can, I'm going to go and I'm going to help you. And we did. We did have a couple times where, you know, I had to go and give you a ride somewhere. And, you know, that's always 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 on the table still Mm -hmm. but i just want to say that knowing what you went through what you're going through and the challenge that came from that like having your babies back i do see the difference in you like it's and it's not to say anything about their mom or anything like Mm -hmm. i don't know her personally um but you as their dad i see that awesomeness and and their love and just that connection and you know you guys have your own little little world Little Fierro, right. Fierro world, <laughs> and no, I'm I'm really happy for you. Thank you, thank you. I'm happy for myself too. I mean, I've cut the drugs out. I am a little over a year clean, coming wow, up to a year and a month clean. What month? Uh, July. Just, just this month. Yeah, the beginning, of the first. Uh, what day? What's your anniversary? First. The first of the first. July. Really? Wow! Congratulations. Yeah. So it would it would have been uh, almost two years by now, but uh, I had a relapse. Mm-hmm. Which happens right. in the beginning. But um, it was it's been it's been a journey mm-hmm. that a lot of people would hate to have. But even with all my falls. It's a journey that I'm proud to have. Mm-hmm. Because the reason it has shaped me into the person that I am today. Yes. I am no longer an abusive spouse. 
I mean, te technically, I'm not even a spouse at all. <laughs> but, I mean, me and my ex-wife have reconnected after uh, after almost two years of, of near no talking. So kind of go into that a little if you don't mind. Like, how did that happen? With, with what? Reconnecting with her. Um, while I was homeless, I we had very little contact while I was homeless. Uh, one of the most ver memorable um, contacts I have of my ex-wife while I was homeless is her calling me, telling me that she has AIDS. And that threw me into a real bad uh, psychotic episode. And because I, I had to go get checked, I thought, you know, my life was, mm -hmm. was going to be over and all this other stuff. Come to find out she was just doing it because she was wow. being an asshole. So she doesn't? No. She was... No. Oh, okay. She, she just thought it would be funny. Funny to mess with you. Yeah. Wow. But, uh, but I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I understand. I was a, I was a horrible husband. Yeah. Uh, I was, uh, I was a father that the kids were scared of. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I understand it. I, I don't falter for it at all. Yeah. I mean, I thought of ways of killing her too. I, because because I knew she was well because I thought that she was still using mm -hmm. after we let after we separated mm -hmm. and got divorced. I was planning on. Finding out who who her dealer was, and having them sell her sulfuric acid rocks. Wow, Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just full disclosure, he's not thinking of it like that anymore. He is no. being treated <laughs> for these thoughts. It was just it was, it was it, a bad place. Bad was, I was in a bad place <laughs> at a very bad time. But uh, and I she, she she told me she thought of ways to kill me too. <laughs> That's how that's how we know we love each other. Yeah. But uh So that's kinda not healthy, but that's for another day's <laughs> discussion. Um <laughs> uh, see uh well anyways. Once how you guys got reconnected. Yeah. yeah. Well uh, at towards the end of my homelessness I was just tired of everything that was going on. Uh, on the, going out on, on the streets, the pe uh, the people that I was associating with, uh, well, mo not all the people I was associating with, but most of them. Mm -hmm. um, tired of the politics of the street. I was tired of having to go find money in any way I could. To buy drugs that, or as much drugs as I could, mm -hmm. just to stay healthy. Well, my my version of healthy. Yeah. To not go with right. through the withdrawal. Right. Yeah. And I was just tired of it, so I I called my mom, and with a very shaky voice. I told her, Mom, I need help. I need help. And uh, I can tell from the sound of my mom's voice that that was a call that she's been waiting for for the longest time. Wow. Because she knew that if she was going to, if she was going to try to 
put me into a rehab without me wanting to go. You're gonna sign yourself up. Uh, not not sign myself. I, uh, yeah, pro- just I would just leave. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, that I would just leave. Yeah. Like. Yeah, because you're not the one who's wanting that change right. at that moment. And I think a lot of us can relate to, you know, if somebody's telling you to do something and it's something that you don't want to do right now, you're not going to do it regardless of who's, who's telling right. you, you know, what their motive is for telling you. If you're not ready, you're not ready. Right. And I think that's how a lot of, um, what is it, relapse happen. Mm. Um, a lot of distance is... is created between you and family and or loved ones you know who just want the best for us in that you know time but in that state of mind we don't see it like that like in in just any type of you know altered state of mind we don't see when people are actually trying to be there for us we see somebody trying to control us and tell us what to do and right you know so yeah that's that's good that you reached out to her but yeah I call uh, my mom. Like I said, was very happy that she got that call when she got it, and I called uh, Cap, the rehab facility here in Fresno. Mm-hmm. Cap Recovery. Cap Recovery, yeah. and uh, got it. They said that I'm on the that they'll put me on the waiting list, but in order for me to stay on the waiting list, I have to call them every day until a bed show shows up if I don't call them the day I don't call them they take me off the waiting list Mm -hmm. which thinking about it is probably another way they screen their their addicts Mm -hmm. because if they're serious about it they're gonna call call, if they're not serious about it they're not gonna call that's a good way of looking at it Um, but about it took about two three days uh, of me calling every day and they said they finally said I have a bed they have a bed but I need to get there within a couple hours or else it's going, going to the to next, next person. To the yeah. next person. So I called my mom and I told her they have a bed and I need, I need to get there. And uh, my mom, I think she was out of town or something, um, but she said for me to call my uncle and my uncle would take me. So I called my uncle and my uncle picked me up and got me there just in the nick of time. And I... I did their detox center. Uh, at that time, uh, welfare, no, uh, what's it called? Medi-Cal only covered uh, CAPS detox. Mm-hmm. It did not cover their actual re- rehabilitation. Uh, I don't, I don't know if it's if it's that way now. But at that time, that's what they said. That's what Cap told me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did their their rehab and got in touch with. Uh, after I fi- after I finished the the detox, I got in touch with the VA and got into their HUD VASH pro got into the HUD VASH program, which is basically Section Eight. Strictly for veterans, mm-hmm. um, and I got into a into an apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, shortly after that, I started using again. 
and uh, I've been struggling with it ever since. Well, since since before the uh, since CBS took the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as I moved into my new place, I called my ex-wife, and I told her, "Look, I just got my new place." It's all mine. I live alone. Nobody's nobody's mm-hmm. comes over. No, I, I stick to my stay to myself. Uh, what do you think the possibility of my girls coming and visiting? And she wanted to know where it was, and she wanted to come over. And I was really reluctant to let her come over because of the reason that my version of the story that happened at that time mm-hmm. in my, in my version of the story that ha- of everything that happened she was at fault mm-hmm. and i still held resentment for that uh-huh. um, that's why i, I was uh, reluctant for her to come over because i was still res- resenting her for it uh, but I ended, eventually ended up breaking down and letting her come over. Kind of the way I saw it was, well, she needs to see the place where the girls yeah. were are gonna, yeah, going to be. Yeah, because at that time she's the gatekeeper of the right. kids. By the, you know. Right. She had sole custody. Uh, I, all I had was visitation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, well, I only got to see the kids twice. But... Uh, that's a whole different story. Yeah, that'll be another day. But uh, <laughs> that's how, and she slowly just kept coming over more and more. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I got to see the kids. Then eventually the kids moved in with her. And she's just been with me ever since. Mm-hmm. So it that's how we reconnected. And slowly... She would tell me her version of, of what happened between us. Mm-hmm. And I would compare it to my version. And it just sound, makes... After a lot of soul searching and everything, my version didn't make as much sense as hers did. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that made you kind of reflect... Reflect and, on who I was and, and what I'm doing. And... and It's our, our life now, in my opinion, is a lot better. Because mm-hmm. um, you guys are working through yeah, this, right? Yeah, we're actually, we're actually co-parenting. We are... Uh, and, and just for the record, so we don't forget, sweet baby, he has three girls, yes, but he also has a new son, finally. Yeah. He got his little baby boy, yep. baby Tesla. His name is Tesla Fierro. And a lot of people ask me, and it annoys the shit. It annoys the <laughs> shit out of me. They would ask me, "Why did you name him after a car?" No, no. I did no. not name him after a car. I named. Ask them. Then you need to ask them, "What is that car named after?" <laughs> right. And then let's go there. That's what I tell them. That's what I tell them. Yes, Nikola Tesla. So, I'm expecting real high things from that kid. <laughs> He's probably going to be your karma. <laughs> right? 
Wow. Yeah, that, that's what I tell a lot of people too. Uh, I was given, I, I had three girls because of the way I treated women <laughs> in, in high school. Yeah. Wow, that's a good way to look at it. So, uh, and a, your girls, they're they're good girls, but they give you a run for your money oh, yeah. sometimes, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that's too cute. Yeah, they do. I mean. They put me through so much stress and turmoil, <laughs> but at the end of the day, like it all goes away when I tell them to go to bed, and they just give they, they tell me I want a hug and the a kiss. Hugs and kisses, yes, melts you every time. Well played, kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're hitting about our hour mark ish. Um, I wanted to do more of an about you kind of able to get your your story out there get it started um i don't want this to be our only podcast i don't do want together. this to be our only one either um, so this, I, I, this was too much fun right <laughs> be, okay outside is really fun and all but coming back here i'm not so sure unless we have bread to throw to the ducks <laughs> <laughs> we gotta pay them off um but yeah so i i, I do want to do some more we totally can do some you know other hot topics whatever you Hey, you you buy the uh, equipment. I'll build you a sound. Uh, 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 oh, a I'm gonna get my own little booth, y'all. You guys heard him. I'm not editing that out. <laughs> That's gonna be my receipt. Remember this time? I'm gonna show up at his door, like with all my my wood and yeah. <laughs> Make it now. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll make it. Sweet. I mean, it doesn't sound. It, picturing it in my head doesn't look that hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be like it's gonna be it's gonna be like that we're just bored <laughs> um but yeah so i i do i really do want to do some more um but i wanted to get an introduction of you out there so that way people are familiar you know when i start saying you know ralph and i you right. know whatever episode you're gonna be on um people can always click back if they're just joining they can click, click back and hear your story and kind of know why you're on certain podcasts because you do know from firsthand experience the struggle of mental health um having your own diagnosis that that you have to work through and and you know that's something we can probably talk about a little down the line um because the whole point the whole purpose of this and how this started was because of my diagnosis um so I kind of wanted to create like a safe world for us, who people call us crazies, us crazies. <laughs> um, and it's not really anything to do with crazy. It's just a lot of emotion, a lot of jumbled thoughts in your head and trying to figure out what's reality, what's not, and you know, why am I sad? And just, you know, the thoughts of suicide. Like for me, I know I had major depression in the beginning and once everything happened, it was just, you know, I'm going through the whole transition. Yeah, when um, I was homeless, when I was homeless, I, I tried committing suicide twice. Uh, but it, 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 it didn't stick. I, I guess I just, the way I see it is I was just too much of a fighter to go down by myself. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I think we're timing out soon. So I want to thank everybody, whoever listened. I want to thank you so much for being excited to do this with me. Um, but, yeah, until then, we got some 
adulting to do after this, so we should go get started. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you, everybody. Love you lots. Bye. Thank you for having me.